This episode of the YVR Screen Scene Podcast is brought to you by UBCP ACTRA, a.k.a. the Union of British Columbia Performers. UBCP is an autonomous branch of the Alliance of Canadian Cinema, Television, and Radio Artists, the national organization of professional performers working in the English language recorded media in Canada. For more information about UBCP ACTRA, visit ubcpactra.ca. This episode was sponsored in part by listeners like you. Join our Patreon community and receive early access to episodes, bonus content, stickers, buttons, and more. Visit www.patreon.com slash podcast. Welcome to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast, where we pull back the curtain and expose the beating heart to the Vancouver film and television industry, namely the actors and filmmakers and other talented artists who do the work, capital T, capital W. I'm Sabrina Rani Firminger. And today, well, today I am really happy to welcome Brian Do Chua to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast. Brian Do Chua is an experienced and versatile voice actor with a long list of credits that includes video games like Dragalia Lost, kid-friendly animated fare like Polly Pocket, and Lego Friends, and My Little Pony Equestria Girls, which I will say is not just kid-friendly, it is grown-up-friendly too, big fan, and Beyblade Burst and Ninjago, and beloved anime like World Trigger, where he voiced the heroic Osamu Mikumo. Brian is also a teacher who was adored by his students, which have included my own kid, who honestly gave me a lot of grief for not having Brian on the pot until today. I am really sorry, Mari. Please clean your room. He's very active on social media, constantly tweeting out his admiration for his fellow voice actors and also about social justice eh, social justice issues and issues facing the voice acting community like AI, which I think that we are going to touch on today. Brian also has one of the best voice actor websites I have ever visited. Now, I am not a voice casting director. Obviously, I don't know if you're thinking that out there in podcast land, but nope, not a voice casting director. But I would imagine that I would click on Brian's website and immediately experience joy. It's got the voice demos that you'd expect, but it's also got a picture of his actual voice recording booth, which looks so dope. It's got a detailed list of the equipment he uses and the tech he uses to connect with studios. He even has a vocal profile listed, literally the first that I've ever seen on any voice actor website. And I do actually hang around voice actor websites a lot. It's kind of a jam. And this voice profile includes a description of his voice, and I will read it to you now. Fun, millennial guy next door. Caring without sounding condescending, passionately sincere. That's genius. I was so happy. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was so happy when I saw that. Because it's, I mean, one, I didn't even know that passionately and sincere could go together. But you know what? I know your work, Brian. And I know that that is what you do. So 
kudos to whoever created that for your website. And you can find a link to Brian's site in the footnotes for this episode. Today, we are going to give Brian the full origin story treatment, OST, to get an even clearer picture of this in-demand voice actor and teacher and figure out what makes him tick. Brian Dochua, welcome to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. And that was such a warm welcome. Thank you. (laughs) You know, the way that you just said that was passionately sincere. (laughs) (laughs) So Brian, for years, I have known you as Brian Doe. Mm -hmm. And um, just like for years, people saw my byline and they saw Sabrina Furminger. Mm -hmm. Last couple of years, I have added Rani, my middle name, to my name as a way of acknowledging my roots. Furminger is my married name. Uh, Rani is, it's, it's Hindi, it's an Indian name. Yeah. And so I am curious, about, and actually, I, I say this, you also include a mention of this on your fantastic website, which which is why I felt like we could start with this. But why, why are you now Brian Do Chua? And what does, what does including the Chua represent for you? So, um, so I grew up as Brian Doe. That was my, um, that's my dad's last name. And uh, my mom, lover to death, uh, she grew up in the Philippines, but is also Chinese. And her last name is Chua. And um, because I'm a number of different ethnicities, I would say my name often in auditions, right? When we have to slate and say Brian Doe. And... That never felt right to me. Mm. Um, I tried Brian J. Doe. I tried my middle name at one point. That didn't feel right to me either. Um, but for the first of maybe about 26 years of my life, uh, I thought that Chua was actually pronounced Chua. Mm. And and I was like, Brian Doe, Chua, Brian Chua. Well, that doesn't, that doesn't feel right either. Um, so we're just not going to go there. And then... About a couple of years ago, my mom said, actually, it's it's Chua. It's pronounced Chua. And I go, oh, well, we should have that conversation and, and maybe correct some people about about yeah. the, the correct pronunciation of the name. You know, it's really, you know, I think pronouns and, and correctly pronouncing names, I think, is a really important thing. And and, you know, we should we should have that conversation. And so, you know, I thought about it. I thought about it. And I said, what if I tried slating my name before an audition as Brian Dochois? Yeah. How, how would that make me feel? And I, it was funny, you bring up Polly Pocket in the intro. That was the audition where I first slated as Brian Dochois. And I said it for the first time. And I, I don't really know how to describe the, the feeling, but I just immediately felt, for lack of a better word, whole yes you know like i was embracing and honoring both sides of me and where i'm from and i'm honoring and paying homage to where i'm from and i think um 
it was I, a really I beautiful do, thing. I completely yeah. understand that. Yeah. Um, and I, I could hear, I hear some of the listeners, I, because I have direct connection, not just, you know, to, uh, <laughs> they're in the future listening to this, right. you know, it's still, and Hello. they're like, how could that have not come up in conversation with your mother? You know, what, well, how her last name is pronounced, but I will say to you listeners, especially in in uh, immigrant families bipoc families in this quote unquote multicultural country we it's very very possible that it doesn't will not come mm -hmm. up because and i'm not going to speak for your mom there yeah, um but you know for a lot of people in canada multiculturalism and a lot of immigrants in Canada, multiculturalism equals assimilation, you know, equals like we're just going to keep it simple, you know, and we're going to just like, you know, try to be with everybody else and be like everybody else. So, you know, and not sitting around in a lot of, you know, waxing poetic about, you know, the way things are, or the mm -hmm. or, or sorry, the way that things have been or in, mm -hmm. in, in, you know, back where we're from. But yeah, it's very possible because my thought my last name my my maiden name such an outdated term is mera m-e-h-r-a but my father whose name is anil kumar mera he worked to get rid of his accent and he he anglicized his name so it sounded like neil mera you know so for the longest wow. time you know i thought my name was sabrina mera but it's not that is not wow. how you pronounce it oh wow and there is a power in in pronounce pronunciating it that's not yeah. how you say it no no i get in it yeah. speaking it correctly and mm -hmm. saying it correctly mm -hmm. so yeah like how did it not come up in conversation your the proper uh pronunciation of chua i you know i actually haven't thought about that at all i think about this kind of stuff all the wow. time wow no yeah <laughs> no and and i i'd love to to do some searching around that i i, I don't I don't I don't quite know. I I I think you know I will share that it was a really I don't want to say confusing growing up, but it yeah. was it was definitely um I think I, I can only speak for myself. I have a younger sister who I love very dearly. Um uh but but for me it it was really challenging as a kid trying to fit in and going, "Well, where do I fit?" Right. Yep. Where do I do I do I fit over here? We'll we'll know like even ethnicity wise. Yeah. Right. Like where where am I supposed to be? Mm -hmm. uh, and and that was definitely um, sometimes in some cases it was it was definitely a challenge growing up. Um, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to get back to you on that. Please do. I feel like we started with the big stuff. It's all good. It's, it's good. It's good. So it's I'm going to okay. actually pull us pull us back a little bit. Um, and thank you so much. I love starting the an interview with that kind of like, you know, big, uh, big question, big stuff. Um, even though I, I can see in my guests are like, whoa, I have no idea where we're going to go yeah. now. So I'm telling you where to go. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to do some time travel. Okay. Um, first of all, time tra travel vehicle of choice. Oh, uh, 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 DeLorean. Okay. DeLorean. Okay. Yeah. DeLorean. I was going to say Mandalorian, but that's not right. No. How about a Mandalorian driving the DeLorean? <gasps> I'm okay with that. Yeah, that would be dope. Okay, I like so this in best car. We're getting into Mando's DeLorean. <laughs> yeah. um, so set the coordinates. Take me back to you as like, what, what age would you say 
is you at your most like purest distilled um sorry i have to look at the combination of words passionately sincere uh form you know like was it 10 was it 11 was it nine was it five you know so when you figure out that age, set the coordinates, tell us, tell Mando where we're going and we're going to go back because I want to meet you as a kid, you know? Okay. So I would say that my, I would say my acting journey started at around 14 years old. Yeah. Um, But like even before that, like I don't know the exact, uh, 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 coordinates in, in that in that case but but i i was always asked right when you're when you're a kid what do you want to be when you grow up yeah and everyone would say some kind of answer and i would just honestly as a you know seven eight year old go i don't know i i don't know and um but i knew that i loved cartoons as a kid right mm. saturday morning cartoons was a huge thing in in the family yeah and can i just point out for for the younger listeners when we say saturday morning cartoons Cause they don't. They, no, the they young don't. People it's different. Don't know. It's different. My kid wants to watch a cart. My kid wants to watch a cartoon. Just goes on the the streamer and yeah. watches like six episodes all in a row. We had to get up at the butt crack. Of time <laughs> we did at on a Saturday morning. You know, usually seven a.m. They had some of the older cartoons, and you get your bowl of cereal because you're not waking up mm-hmm. the parents, and you got to watch like four hours of. Cart programming that was for you. The the commercials were for you. Yeah, you know, and it was it was. I mean, I'm from I'm from the late '70s, so my cartoon watching time was the '80s, and that was just that was a oh, glorious. Oh yeah, the, the retro, yeah, the glorious. 80s, yeah. Yes, I'm very retro, no, <laughs> Brian. Yeah. It's fine. I I own it. So when we say like it was a formative, it was not. It was like the highlight of the week because we could not watch whatever we wanted when we wanted to watch it. And if there was a cliffhanger, you'd have to wait a week. A week? You'd have to wait a week. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So what and what kind of cartoons are we talking about here? What did I watch? Um, well, I watched actually a lot of Teletoon Retro too as a kid. We had that channel. So I got to watch like the classic Jetsons and Flintstones and Oh, classic actual and, retro, not 80s yeah. retro. Yeah. Oh, is it? Oh, I, I'm getting the years mixed up then probably. Yeah. But well, because yeah, Fl- yeah. Flintstones was like the 60s and the early oh, 70s, right. right? That was right, like the right, heyday right. of the uh, Hanna-Barbera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So that was, that was yeah. retro even when I was growing up, yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah okay. So what, so what kind of stuff though, like beyond the retro stuff for you? I watched a lot of, when I was older, when I got older, I watched a lot of anime. Yeah. Uh, we had a Friday night. There was a Friday night time slot where we'd watch like Dragon Ball Z and all that stuff oh, when wow. I was older. Um, but before that, I think, um, what was it? What did we watch a lot of when we were growing up? Uh, a lot of Transformers. Yeah, okay. A lot of Transformers. Yeah. Um, Teen Titans was big. Like the original. The like original, DC. yeah. Um, we're not talking Teen Titans Go. This yeah. is the Teen Titans that they watch in Teen Titans they Go. do they yeah. do I've seen I've seen it I love that they did that I yeah. love that they went there yeah um yeah it was really it was quite dark which is kind of cool the the original Justice League all the DC stuff oh, yeah. I grew up watching a lot of that so good so you're yeah. watching that then and did you think that it that was a job because I would watch Jam and the Holograms and not and not think that's a job I would think I want to be a member of the Holograms or actually maybe the Misfits because their songs are better yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, um, uh, sorry, can you, what was the question? <laughs> Did you know that voice acting was a job? I, so, uh, I thought when I was a kid, 
like really young that the characters lived inside the TV. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. And at one point I did have an idea to be like, what if I like broke open the TV? Maybe I'll be able to meet some of my favorite characters. Never did it. Never did it. Must, must, must clarify that I, that never happened. Um, it was a thought that crossed my mind once. Um, but it wasn't until, uh, I think it was, it was Kirby Morrow. May he rest in peace. Kirby. Uh, he was on. I think Saturday morning, I think it was a Saturday morning segment where he did, or maybe it was a Friday afternoon thing. I can't quite remember. Yeah. But he definitely weekend. It was the yeah, weekend. It was the weekend. Yeah. And and he did uh he he was the voice of Goku for a little bit. Yeah. And I recognized his voice when he was saying some of the lines as Goku as Kirby on TV. Wow. Um and I went, wait. That's an actual that's an actual thing that 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 people can can do. Yeah. And, you know, fast forward to 14 years old, I realized, you know what, actually, I really would love to 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 try this because around that time, too, um, before I went into high school uh, and the high school was eight to 12, um, grade eight to 12, um, my grade seven teacher, uh, Mrs. Chow, she told me, you should consider going into drama. Mm. You should think about it as a cool little creative outlet for you. I think you might like it. Yeah. Right. And so all of that was yeah, that's amazing. And I was yeah. going to say, let's pour one out for teachers. Let's not actually pour one out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will, you know, oh. yeah, raise a glass. Cheers. Yeah. yeah. Cheers to teachers. We're being responsible. Um, it's bubbly water and coffee. Yes. Together. Um, you know, because they do like it's like it's amazing how many times it's a teacher who will plant that idea, who will recognize something, you know, and that, that it comes up on this here podcast. You know, it's incredible. It Well, yes. And and I've been so fortunate to have just, I guess, maybe been at the right place at the right time and that I've had so many great teachers and mentors throughout my life <clears throat> yeah excuse me like I, I I've had a lot of, of really great ones and you um, are a teacher I am and I think yeah. that might be that might have something to do with it um yeah you know my, you my, want to show yeah. up in their in their origin story episodes you know <laughs> down the road yeah yeah that's yeah. that's great okay so we're gonna oh. fast forward so Mando sp- uh we're getting back in the DeLorean I want okay. you to put in the coordinates for wherever wherever Brian tells us to go um Okay, I want take us into your very first time as a professional voice artist. Oh. You know, what did, what project was oh, it? Man. What do you remember about it? What mistakes did you make? Like set, oh. set the scene. So I I also want to say, well, I'll set the scene this way. Um I first started um with a really crappy desktop microphone. Mm. that plugged into the tower of the family computer and a free recording software. And I would just practice every every day after school yeah. um, and just record and listen and imitate and, and just kind of explore sounds and all of that stuff. Um, How and, did you know to do that? Uh, I just the, one day. Just an instinct to, I, to do I it? I guess. That's incredible. Yeah, it was, it was, you know, you just work with what you got. Yeah. Right. And it was it was it was mostly for me. Right. Just to kind of explore and listen back. And it took me about six months to be OK with my sound. Um, right. Just to be because, okay. like, you know, the first time that I listened to it, I was like, that's how you sound um, was it was a big part of it. But um, um, I, I always tell people 
I started at 14. I didn't book my first gig until I was 18. Yeah. Right. So it does. I, I do say it. I mean, granted, I was young, but but it does take time. Um, and uh, basically, fast forward, my first job was. It was the Little Prince. Mm. It was the Little Prince. It was for it was a French animated series that we dubbed into English and. I think it aired on Treehouse and Knowledge Network. I think I did three or four episodes. Yeah. It was my first thing. I had never dubbed anything before. I had never been in a in like a paid voice scenario wow, before. So your first your first ever was dubbing. Yeah. Is it was that did that make it extra challenging? Uh the, the first session definitely like the first maybe 30 minutes was was a bit challenging. I also was really lucky. I had a great director. Yeah. Uh, it was James Corgill who was my first director, and he was he asked me, "Did you have you done this before?" Um, no, and then he gave me a bunch of advice. Like he he took the time to give me some advice and give me some some feedback and some some tips. Yeah, really, because you know back in the day, I mean nowadays there are all these places where you can get dubbing training, um, and back in the day that didn't really exist. Right. So I learned by doing it. Can we just? Pause for a second um, and just, uh, sorry, Mando, gonna, gonna need yes. you to put yeah. the car on, pause there. Sit tight. Um, sit tight, Mando. Uh, could, could we just explain to the listeners what dubbing actually is? Yeah, so dubbing is basically when the show, animated series, even live action series is um, done in another language, right? right? So in this case, it was done in French. It was a French animated series. And we wanted, and basically what they wanted to do was they wanted to create an English version of the same project to air in North America. Right. And so basically, um, normally what we do with most animation in, in town is we record the lines first and then they animate to our performances after everything's recorded. But in this case, because it's already aired and it's already done, we basically look at the screen and we match them out flaps as we uh as we go along basically is is so it's a it's a beep 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 go so you go on the fourth imaginary beep um and you got to make sure that the mouth flaps fit um sometimes we rewrite on the fly yeah uh if if things don't fit every every actor is different in that way um yeah that's 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 dubbing Okay, and we're get, we will be talking a little bit more about dubbing uh, later when we talk about World Trigger. Um, oh yeah. But you know, so that that very first time though, uh, in the voice booth, and James giving you feedback, mm. and you're doing that. Did you? How did you feel? Like, was there a sense of like, okay, I found I found some work that like I like I'm feeling fully engaged right now and I'm enjoying it. Like this is where I should be. Like, was there that kind of like moment or were you just like, I just gotta get through this? I was, well, I was nervous. I was yeah. definitely nervous. I was, I was like, am I, you know, but, but I think there was a moment. Um, I'm sure there was, it was either on, on this one or it might've been trigger yeah. where I, uh, uh, I had this moment where I was like, oh my gosh, I, I'm, I'm doing it. Yeah. Like it's, it's happening. We've, we've worked really hard over the years and, and, was persistent and persevered and and now we're here um so but but absolutely there was a lot of fear yeah <laughs> a lot of fear a lot of a <laughs> lot of a lot of a lot, lot of terror but also excitement right yeah and you know and as i've gotten older i've learned to kind of channel that into just excitement and joy um 
right? Is And so I remind myself to breathe. Yeah. This was what I try to do. Good advice for most things, but I assume, especially for voice acting, yes. breathing is yes. good. Yeah. yeah, it helps. Air is good. <laughs> Air, is, Air is very good. You might say that it's essential for life. Yes. You might say essential that. You did like more than 70 episodes yeah. of of World Trigger. Um, playing it or voicing it. Is it playing or voicing? What, if, what would you like... I, I think either one works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I th- I... Giving life to giving provide, life, giving life <laughs> to. I mean, a very heroic character. You know, who who starts out as a you know a student, right? Like yeah, to, like from and then you know becomes a a hero. Really, Osamu Mikumo. Can we talk about you know the the joys and the challenges of, you know, not just, um, I mean, this is a character that you provided dubbing for, you know, but, but to be with a character over that many episodes, you know, and to know that this character is going to go on a journey and it is going to be, you know, um, a harrowing one, Mm -hmm. uh, at best, you know, like, tell me about, you know, tell me about your, your time in this role. I would say that, I I first started recording that I think in 2016. Wow. And we recorded for about a year and a half to two years. And then we came back for two and three. Yeah. Um recently. And that's that's out now on on I think I think you can only I think you can buy it in, in certain certain places. I I can't quite remember currently at this moment yeah. where that is, but but um it you know, it was probably at when I was you know, a couple years into this career, that was the biggest thing I had I had booked, and and I think that was probably definitely the moment where I was like, oh my gosh, we did it, we yeah. we did it. Um, You're literally I, providing a voice on the kind of thing that you would watch. Yeah, that's that. like when you were, you know, when when you were how you were when we visited you in the DeLorean. Yeah, you know, I I would love. To use the DeLorean with Mando, yeah. um, to go back in time and just give fourteen-year-old Brian a big hug and just be like, "Dude, don't, you don't have to worry. Yeah, you don't have to worry. It, you just, just keep doing it and 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 just have a good time and and relax and and we'll get there. And if he would light up, he would he would totally light up. Yeah. Um, but what I like about Osamu is is um, he he kind of reminds me of me because he's not oh. your typical. Uh, usually with a lot of those kind of anime series, um, the protagonist, the, the hero is usually really headstrong and really, uh, energetic and really like determined to prove himself. And Osamu is, he he wants to, to prove that, that his worth, he wants to prove that, but he's, he's not very talented. Um, he, he has a, he has a really big heart. He cares a lot, and he's really smart. Yeah, and he uses that um, uh, to 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 basically to move forward, and he works really hard. Um, you know, I think at one point he says something along the lines of like, uh, "I'm I do this because it's my duty. I'm I'm mm. I'm trying to help people." Is what he wants to do, right? He yeah. a lot of his his motivation stems from um, just wanting to help the people that he cares about. Wow, right and and in doing so, you know, based off of the show, the entire city, right? That that the organization that he belongs to is in charge of protecting. 
Yeah. And Has he rubbed off on you in some ways? You know, when you give voice to a character, you know, like that, and especially one like because you know we had Marika yeah. in here, and uh, we talked about uh, Revy. Yeah. You know who yeah. is. Very different kind of character. Mm -hmm. than, oh um, yeah, very Osamu. different. Yeah, very different. Not a very Night nice day. one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. and there's like so. So for you know for uh, Mareka, it's a lot more like gleeful. Mm -hmm. You know, because um, yeah, this is she is not Revy at all in right. life. Yeah, you know, yeah. but then you're voicing a, a like a hero who's humble and who's you know working mm. hard. And there's a lot that you know like that is worth emulating and, and whatever yeah. like you know is he does he become part of you in that way does he impact i i'd say so yeah i i, I think you know you know i think uh, i don't want to say that every character has taught me something that i've i've played but yeah. but in his case you know just kind of reminding me to just do just do your best yeah just do your best you don't it doesn't have to be perfect because i can be a bit of a perfectionist and a micromanager sometimes mm -hmm. in my own life and so um you know his thing is just just keep going just keep going uh you can beat yourself up but get back on the path yeah you know let's brainstorm some solutions let's try to be positive um yeah what kind of relationship do you have to the uh the original broadcast of of World Trigger because you know didn't those the original the initial non-English episodes um they've, they've already aired right and then you're providing yeah. the, the yeah. dub so you know but like this I and the, this isn't just for uh this particular series but like is there a benefit to either like watching you know those original like the original broadcast without any dubbing you know saying oh it sounds like that and trying to match like what kind of relationship do you have to that kind of material so for for me because it was my first of uh, the biggest thing that i had booked at the time i watched all the episodes you did i did to prepare i i watched excuse me oh i watched all the episodes Aren't there, um, like more than 80 episodes uh i think it was uh so the Two, two and three didn't come out until a couple of years ago. So the okay. so the first, I want to say, forty or so. I okay. I we 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 dubbed and I I watched all of that. Um, but we recorded in I think um episode like a couple episodes at a time. Okay. And so I didn't have to watch everything at once. I I watched like maybe a couple episodes a week, so it wasn't it wasn't crazy. But and how just did that to, impact your performance or like what did you get from from watching those well it, it definitely because we're so tied down to what's 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 there already it just yeah. kind of gave me an idea of what i wanted to do on the day mm. so that i could just be free and not go oh he's doing that i didn't know he was doing that okay now i got to explore that where i had already explored it prior to to coming in right. so i came in with a bunch of ideas and we got to work from that which yeah which is, I don't know, I think it's a more fun and fulfilling way to work, right? When when you can just come in and play and collaborate. Yeah, okay. I Because, yeah, it, it didn't even occur to me uh, until I saw some, like, YouTube things, you know, um, when I was researching um, Mareka, mm. uh, you know, where it's like, okay, it's a comparison of this voice and this voice. Yeah. It's like, you know, but, like, is it even, like, worth comparing or is it, like, just different because like the words are slightly different the I don't, I don't know like how do you feel about those kind of comparisons um you know i mean i 
I, I, I would, I always like to honor what's already there. Yeah. Right. I want to pay homage to what's already there. Um, and so sometimes we would rewrite things on the fly, you yeah. know, if, if something just felt a little better or, oh, um, I'm saying this line and, uh, I have a couple of mouth flaps still. And if I drag out this line, then it's going to sound really unnatural. So what if I just improved a couple of extra words yeah. in the sentence to make that fit, right? To make it fit, which is famously yeah. how uh, we ended up with Brian Drummond saying, it's over <laughs> 9,000, because oh. he had to keep those mouth flaps open. <laughs> listen, I had, I, uh, listen, I just need to say, I just need to say, um, parents were great. They they were they were around. They were amazing. But I owe a lot of people in this town babysitting money. Oh yeah. I owe a lot of people babysitting money. Yeah, from all the cartoons that I watched when I was a kid, a lot of them were done here. So I so are you saying that you I'm sorry that they babysat you, or you have to give them money to pay for babysitters? Or oh. I'm confused. Oh no no problem no problem. So basically, <laughs> so I just like, want to make sure people got their babysitting money. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah uh, I, I'm, I'll probably just buy them all lunch. Um, yeah. at this point, <laughs> but because I I don't tell them, but but I mean they're going to listen to this and they're going to know. But uh, basically, like um, watching the cartoons, I'm just referring to the cartoons as the babysitter. Okay, okay. And they okay. were voice actors on the cartoons. Okay. And therefore I go, yeah, I've probably owe you some money for all the babysitting. Yeah. <laughs> that that was done. Okay. So I'm um, looking at the wall. There you are. Brian Drummond. Drummond. You're getting your money. Yeah. You're getting your <laughs> money, lunch. Drummond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or both. <laughs> what what is a Brian Dochua role? Like what needs to be present in a character? or in a role to get you really excited? Um, well, my first thought is is a, a great script, but but I think the thing that really excites me the most are just the themes. Yeah. Like what what positive themes that that impact people and and humanity in the world. Um, you know, I think that's that's something that really attracts it's like, oh, this is gonna this is going to make someone's day yeah. or this is going to 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 bring a smile on someone's face or or oh we're going to be educating a certain demographic on uh, a, a particular concept or yeah. or you know some, something like that what's an example of that then from your from your filmography uh you know i'm going to say my little pony yeah i'm going to say my little pony um you know, I've had an opportunity to interact with a lot of the, the fandom over the years, yeah. especially over COVID, um, just online. Yeah. Uh, and and just meeting them and, and you know, my experiences with, with that community have been overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. Right. And, and just seeing, oh, yeah, like this is my career. This is my job. But it also has a really positive impact on people. And yeah. and that's a that's just a nice feeling. Yeah, it makes a difference if it if it sparks joy, you know, or opens people's eyes to something, or builds mm -hmm. community because people build something, you know, yeah. community around it. That's yeah. that is incredible. Um, you mentioned COVID. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh gosh, oh. I still have the divider in the middle of my table, and I'm just gonna keep it there because you know yeah. why not? Why not? Um, I know that, uh, like every aspect of the film and television industry, COVID really impacted it. And 
even today, though, uh, we're still feeling uh, its impact in the voice world yeah um you know can you talk about like tell me some of like the positive and the negative stuff to come out of uh out of this because i'm assuming you didn't have all of that stuff on your website beforehand no. you know showing your yeah. like literally got a picture of you know what your booth looks like and you know what because because i mean the reason i don't know if i was very clear about this in the intro but um, you're showing that you can record at home and that it's going to sound studio quality. And, you know, and that's the point of having all of that, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all of that stuff there. So, yeah, t t talk to me about like COVID's it, impact on your work. Yeah. So, so we all were, when, when the industry shut down, um, even, even the voice actors, uh, or at least the ones that I talked to and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll lump myself into that too, is we were all going, well, our like are we what's, yeah are we okay like what's gonna happen to us like what's because for all the original animation right where we record and then they animate we usually normally record all together as an ensemble yeah and it's so fun yeah it's just the best thing ever right to just kind of riff off of each other and play off of each other's energy right and and uh and so i think we stopped working for I'm going to say three weeks to a month. Yeah. And then we just started going in individually and recording um, the shows individually. Uh, and must have been so weird. You know, it it was because I had so much experience dubbing. And I should probably also mention, because I didn't mention earlier, in dubbing, we record on our own. Oh, yeah. And so I did have a lot of practice of recording. That makes of sense, right? Because you have to watch yeah. the screen and everything to see yeah. the animation. Yeah. Yeah. So you had that. But you're going into these studios, though, you know, um, mm -hmm. where I'm, you know, I'm assuming you're recording in the same studios where there used to be all your friends and your yeah. colleagues around you. Yeah. And then it's just just you in one room and engineer in the other, I'm guessing. And yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I um, you know. I remember, you know, it's funny, you're talking about Marika. Marika was one of the first people that I saw when we were doing the individual thing because she was scheduled, I think, before me. It was Johnny Tess. We did it. I did a couple episodes of Johnny of Tess. Of course. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's on it's on Netflix. And yeah. um, um, like she was in before me. And so I saw her outside and socially distanced talking and catching up a little bit before going in. And yeah. so, you know, if you were lucky, you got to see your colleagues and your friends yeah. You know, in between, and if you showed up early, right, to to go in before, but but um, it was definitely challenging, right? Like, and and because uh, the animation is drawn afterwards, usually, um, you know, it put a lot more. I I would say I don't want to say pressure, but it just put another responsibility on the directors, the fabulous voice directors that we have in town, yeah. to be like, okay, I got to make sure that every line that's set in the scene is all going to match yeah. and it's going to sound like an actual conversation, but they're all wow. recording individually. Right. And that was a challenge too. Right. And, and wow, it's like yeah. wizardry. Yeah. Wizardry required to make that happen. Yeah. Kudos to the directors. Yeah. Like they're the ones that, you know, were able to, yeah. to, to handle that. So are you recording in, in, you know, w with other people again, or like what's, what's the mix right now? Uh, I recorded a commercial voiceover commercial in a month ago. Yeah. And we had, I did that with another person and that was kind of cool, but otherwise I've still been recording all of my shows individually still. Yeah. Um, I do hear though that other shows are starting to do ensemble again, which is encouraging. Yeah. It's nice to hear. Yeah, that is that is nice to hear. But in the meantime, though, you also have that incredible 
uh, booth in your house. It's fun because, you know, I, I never have to worry about disturbing anyone. Yeah. Right. I never have to worry about disturbing neighbors. I can record an audition later in the night yeah. if, you know, my schedule is too packed during the day. So I'm not going to be stressed. I'm not going to be super anxious about anything like that. Um, so that's definitely helped. Yeah. Um, and it has definitely opened up opportunities for me in, in Toronto, uh, primarily and in the U.S. a little bit, Yeah. Um, which has been really nice. You know, before I was just before COVID, I was just based in Vancouver. I mean, I'm still based in Vancouver, but now I have opportunity elsewhere, which has been which has been a cool little treat. That's awesome. That's really rad. Um, I'm sighing. I actually have sigh deeply, Sabrina, um, because I I mean, that's kind of the thing that you have to do before you start talking about AI. Oh, here we go. Um, here we go. OK, it's the AI in yeah. the room. Um, yeah. And I don't even know why this is a thing that we're even talking about. <laughs> is it good or bad? It's bad. I watched Terminator 2, yeah. Judgment Day. Oh, no. Um, so, so, oh. Can you please discuss for the class uh, the the issues um, surrounding AI specific to the voice community? You know, and, and like, are you seeing it? in your work or in your conversations that you're having with your colleagues at all? Is it starting to present itself? Like, why is it bad, Brian? Tell oh, us why man. it's bad, because it's bad. It's it's just, and, and listen, right? Like, you know, there, there are certain arguments to be made, you know, that AI is gonna help people in, in certain ways. When it comes to voice performers specifically, you know, like I've, I've, oh, I have stories, which I will get to, but, but um, just trying to stay on topic is it, it just basically, it takes away so much opportunity from so many performers. Yeah. Right. Um, and like, who does like, it benefit? Like, and that's the thing is that like, in my view, the person that, it, or the, the entity it benefits are literally just the people who are trying to save money. Yeah, you know. But I was like, about to say, yeah. You know, sorry. Yeah. I just no, like, no, no, as you can tell, okay. I'm it's like okay. I'm filled with like emotion. I'm just I'm so furious on on your behalf, you know, and on humanity's behalf because it's it removes the humanity well, it from the, the equation. Well, uh, speaking of Mandalorian, yeah, remember what they did? Uh, spoiler alert! Um, with <laughs> with uh, the voice of of Luke Skywalker. Right. And but but the public, the general public, not just the actors, were like, this doesn't this doesn't work. Yeah. Yet. It's like uncanny right? valley of voice. Yeah. yeah. And and eventually, you know, it's gonna get better. It's gonna get better with time. Um, you know, there are a lot of, you know, in the non-union space, there are certain contracts that literally say, you know, we are gonna be using your voice to train AI. Um, that is coming up, uh, and which is why I say to all of my students, I say, read your contracts, please. Please read your contracts. Use your voice to train AI. Yep. Yep. And there's a lot of voice cloning that's happening, right? Like there are, I mean, uh, I don't know if you've seen them. I I uh, I was I was scrolling through. I think it was Instagram Reels, and there was just a random clip of. Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, and Donald Trump playing Mario Kart. 
Right. And that's not them playing Mario Kart. That's no. that's and it sound but it sounds eerily like the four of them. Right? And and that's where that's it, awful. it's scary and and you know there needs to be some kind of regulation about that. Oh, because right? you there, know that it's going to be it's going to be abused. Like can you yeah. just yeah. Like see like a war could start over that, you know, mm -hmm. or like it's it's just but it's like we shouldn't have to get to that point. No. no. It's bad. Yeah. I and, <sighs> and on that topic because they're cloning, right? Um you know, I've discovered that my voice has been cloned. Um it, it it's been cloned, right? Uh uh where they can basically get this model to say whatever the person, the buyer, wants to to say. It's probably nothing um, good, too. That is awful. It's it was definitely not a fun thing to. How did you feel like, where out. is it? What, how did you find this out? I found it so. Uh, voice actor Twitter is a riot. Uh, and <laughs> it, oh, Twitter is a riot. Yeah. But, you know, it just is. Um, but there were just a lot of people posting about it. Yeah. And a lot of big voice actors in LA were posting, you know, you do not have, just to be clear, everyone, you do not have my permission to uh, clone my voice for my performances, right? Um, and then a, I saw a bunch of links to a bunch of different sites. Um, and I clicked on a couple of the sites and I found a couple of my characters and, and that wasn't, uh, <laughs> that wasn't a, a that wasn't fun. I, I'll I will say, uh, um, you know, when I and I'm being transparent about it because I think it needs to be talked about. Yeah. You know, um, and I think I looked at it because the one particular character there weren't that many lines recorded, so it couldn't like create a one thousand percent perfect clone mm -hmm. because it didn't have enough sounds and words to to properly create like a one hundred percent like official thing but certain cartoon characters i mean you listen to some of the stuff that's being posted that's actual voice clones sorry i just realized not that anybody will want to do this or or should oh. ever do this i've released 274 episodes <gasps> that's a lot of like and each one is about yeah. 45 minutes to an hour that is a lot of sabrina content that's a lot there. of sabrina content please don't make a clone please don't like as as much as I would be like, like to be like, okay, I'm too tired to work. I'll just have a clone do the yeah, yeah. do the interviews. Well, actually, wait, no, that is so they, they build it from the available sounds. Yeah. Then yeah. Oh, what to my understanding? Just, yeah. I mean, I love us. I do. I love humanity. I love you know when we we create beautiful things that help people. Mm -hmm. um, this is not one of them. This no. is where I'm like not that into yeah. it. What yeah. is so? What is a kind of voice? I don't know. This is jumping all over the place here. I'm it's like, okay. I'm still like really scattered. Maybe I do need the clone in here to ask some questions. No, no, no. This is great. Yeah. What is a character, a type of character, or a type of voice that he, you have that you yearn to play or to voice, but you have not yet had the opportunity to do so? Ooh. Um. I would love. Well, I was gonna say I was gonna say Marvel, and then I was gonna say Disney, Star Wars, and then I was like, well, why don't I just say Disney? Yeah, um, that would be kind of cool. I'd love to be like a, a superhero. That would be that would be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I haven't really gotten a chance to 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 you really do that. You could absolutely do that because you are passionately sincere and you're caring without oh. sounding condescending. <laughs> like Maybe you just need another voice, like a couple descriptors there, because like I hear it in your voice. You could absolutely, oh, thank you. you know, do that. Just, oh, I, 
heroic, but like what kind of heroic? Um, reluctantly heroic. Reluctantly heroic. You know. Um, I mean, Osamu's kind of reluctant. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily call him a hero, but but he's he's a reluctant leader, I would say. But I mean, I I really like. I mean, going back to the Teen Titans thing. There was an episode where they go into the future mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, Starfire meets uh, an older version of Robin and he's Nightwing. I'd love to play Nightwing. Mm. That'd be fun. Nightwing. That'd be fun. I love Nightwing. Yeah, Nightwing's good. Nightwing. It's... Much prefer Nightwing over Robin. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, agreed. Same yeah, here. my so Mari a few years back... Um, had for Halloween, like, you know, their, their friends were Teen Titans Go. Oh, it's great. nobody wanted to be Robin because Robin from Teen Titans Go is the worst. <laughs> yeah, he's not. <laughs> and so who had to be Robin? I was Robin. Robin. I was Robin oh taking Mari and their friends trick-or-treating. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was Robin. Yeah, and I love that. And Robin's the worst. And literally a kid walked past and was like, Robin's the worst. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I Nightwing? The best. Yeah. The yeah. Okay. I want that. Well, let's put that. We're going to manifest that. Yes. Okay. So we'll have to think of some um, good like adjectives to describe a Nightwing. Mm. You know, um, mm -hmm. definitely. You know, like a I don't know. He's a, uh, you know a melancholic hero or something. You know, uh, he's a bit melancholic. Yeah. He's a bit melancholic. Yeah. He's definitely way more yeah. tortured than he is Robin tortured. is for sure. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He's he's seen some stuff. He's, he's, he's been through some stuff. Hero who's seen some stuff. Mm -hmm. um, okay, we'll 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 we'll, uh, we'll workshop it. We'll yeah, workshop it. We'll workshop it. it. Out. Um, <laughs> sorry, no, I'm, as I'm okay. reading, because I was like, oh my my big question that I usually end with is if you could go back in time and give some advice to fourteen year old you or whatever. You've already answered oh, I that, did, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> Oops, yeah. I, okay, so, no, no, no. Okay. I don't know. We'll get there. We'll get there. I love it. Um, It's about WTF moments in your career. What the fuck moments. Where you say, what the fuck? This is actually my life. And not, what the fuck? This is actually my life? Yeah. You know, like, when do those kind of WTF moments happen for you in your career? You know, I don't. I I want to. I want to share this because it's kind of a WTF moment, but it's also like a also a stop and let's be grateful moment too. Was yeah, I, think I that's part of WTF? Yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I I had. I remember it was when I was recording World Trigger, and I was still relatively new to the to the business. Uh, the first season of of WT, and I had a recording session for that show at I think ten a.m. Mm. And I had an audition for another voice job at, I think, 9.30. And I went and I looked at that. And instead of, because I was a lot younger at the time and I just didn't know any better, um, I just went, you know, I'll just show up early and ask if they can just fit me in. Because, you know, a lot of studios are really chill that way and, and that's not a problem. Um, so I went. And uh, it turns out that the session started at 9.30. And <laughs> I'm going, okay, all right. So, uh, but I was first of the day. Mm -hmm. And I, I did my my uh, 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 audition at 9.30, got out at like 9.35. It was, it was quick and painless. It was a lot of fun. And I, I was rushing to get to the studio. And it was like maybe a, I'm going to say like a 25-minute bus ride. So it wasn't that 
like dire, but it was definitely like, you know, I like to be early. I try to be early yeah. for, for records and stuff. And, and, um, and I'm panicking and I'm kind of going a little crazy and I'm like, what's going on? And then I stop and I realize, holy crap, I'm doing it. Mm. I'm doing it. Like it's, this is, this is the thing. This is the thing that we've been wanting to do for a really, really long time and it's happening and it's been happening. So uh, this is what you get to do. So yeah. yeah, this is a bit of a moment, but it's, it was just really nice to, to, to realize. That's incredible and incredible that you, you gave yourself the gift of, yeah. of, of having that thought mm -hmm. what did that do with your stress level did that help at all it did yeah it did and i and i got there and i got there like a couple minutes before my my call time but yeah so it was fine um it was okay um but it definitely was just a nice reminder yeah because oftentimes i find that i'm so focused on what's next yeah and i forget to just be here mm. like just to be present and celebrate all the victories no matter how big or small and and uh yeah that that was a that was a good that was a good learning experience for me yeah brian yeah. brian dochua thank you for being oh, present with me thank you here at my table my kitchen table i love the kitchen table and I, we're not actually sitting in my kitchen, but this no. is like a 1950s, like I think it's Formica, is that what it's called? Table. It's uh, it's I, I love to think of, you know, over the generations, the number of people who have sat at this table and had <sighs> conversations, you know, and spilled their guts, you mm -hmm. know, and uh, and it's I don't know. It's what a joy it is for me to have had you here today. Oh, the, the feeling is so mutual, Sabrina. Thank you so much for having me. Where yes. can our listeners find you, follow you, celebrate you on social media? Not in real life, Dan. Don't be creepy. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do uh, not follow Brian in real life, oh, please, okay? Please, please, please don't. Yeah. Uh, uh, at, uh, at Brian Dochois, B-R-I-A-N-D-O-E-C-H-U-A on Twitter and Instagram. Fantastic. And you're... Um, Oh, I don't know if I follow you on Instagram. What's your Instagram content like? Oh, uh, a work in progress. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> a work in progress. Yeah. <laughs> well, isn't I'm, that just life? Isn't yeah, that life in general? Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, tr I'm trying to post more. I post a lot of stories of like the beautiful views of Vancouver yeah. when I go out for walks. What is your like your favorite view? And it, don't go out to that place to follow Brian. <laughs> no, no. Told you, don't be creepy. I, I love the seawall. Yeah. Uh, I love the seawall. Um, there's a couple of really nice parks. That I that I go to, yeah. Um, that have like nice mountain views. I love mountains. It I love water. It's pretty nice here. Yeah, it's, we're so lucky. You know, it's so funny because I I'm not from here originally. I've been here 20 mm. years, but I'm mm -hmm. originally from Montreal. Spent my oh, teen years okay. in southern Ontario. Yeah. Um, and when I came out here, I was like, I got I said to Paul because he was the reason I moved out here. But I was like, I I don't want more people to know. Like I don't want more uh, Canadians to know how nice it is, because like it, because like I just I can't imagine knowing that it's so nice and then not wanting to move here. I want some people to move here, but I don't want to get, get too crowded. You know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like you know, it's just mm -hmm. like a good like measure because it's really nice. 
Yeah, it's it very is. problematic. Uh, there's a l- very p- lot of problems in this city, yeah, yeah. and um, you know we constantly fighting, you know, for for good stuff, you know, good mm-hmm. stuff to happen. But yeah, it's yeah. really nice here. It is really nice here. Yeah, you don't we're, have to shovel. We're spoiled. All the time. We really are. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I mean, then then they get us in other ways. It's true. Um, That's true. All right. So Brian Dochua. Thank you so much, Sabrina. Thank you, Brian Dochua. This is so yes. No, you've you're oh, this is such a this was such a delight. This yeah, was such this a joy. was this was amazing. And Mari, please clean your room now. I've had one of your favorites on. Okay. Okay. And listeners, thank you for joining us. This was a delight. Please like, subscribe, leave us a review if you are so inclined. Five stars, no less. They help us find even more listeners and we can keep having conversations like the rad one we're having today. Oh, and if you can think of some adjectives to describe Nightwing and the kind of um, vocal profile required, Mm. please tweet those at Brian uh, so that he can get those on his fantastic website. Um, You can find us at YVRScreenScene.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at YVRScreenScene or at Sabrina which actually stands for Sabrina Rani Mera Firminger Firminger's the married name obviously okay Wire Screen Scene Podcast is hosted and executive produced by me Sabrina Rani Mera Firminger and it's edited by Simon Firminger special thanks to Mariana Firminger for recording our Patreon ad to Paul Firminger for technical support and to Dane not Firminger Devile for the original music but Dane I need you to know this from my heart you are a Firminger to us Wyvere Screen Scene is a division of Fish Flight Entertainment join us next time for another deep dive into Vancouver's dynamic film and television scene and cut we made a podcast hey filmmakers did you know that you can hire top quality experienced and professional actors for your films if you're producing a student film for course credits working on a web series a short or a feature film you can afford to have some of the best talent in the business in your production how you ask well UBCP Actor has an ultra-low budget program, which offers a range of options that cover everything from student films to productions with a $300,000 budget. There is a ULB program that will meet your needs, regardless of your budget. To learn more, visit ubcpactor.ca and look for ultra-low budget programs or Email ulbprogram at ubcpactra.ca. Now is the time to jumpstart your dream for the screen.